Welcome to the second hour of the bridge, right here on Metro FM. Metro FM is so excited. It's 11.08. This is Selena Johnson. Baby, I'm so confused. But one thing I know you're not confused about is the fact that it's a Tuesday and we talk all things health on a Tuesday. We're having a chat with our clinical psychologist, Annelies Siswana, who's going to be discussing body dysmorphic disorder. Mm. Did I say that right, Anela? Correct. Mm, all right. So we're going to be talking about that, what it is, and what it does in just a bit. All right. As mentioned earlier on, we are talking all things health on this beautiful Tuesday. Good morning, Anela. How are you? Good morning, LK Jim. Doing good yourself? We great. Thank you. So we are talking about uh, body dysmorphic, which is a disorder, uh, a mental disorder characterized by the obsessive idea that some aspect of one's own appearance is severely flawed and warrants exceptional measures to hide or fix it. In simple English, what exactly is this? Uh, in simple English, it basically means that um, we all have something that we do not like about our bodies or about our appearances. Mm-hmm. It could be a crooked nose, an uneven smile, or a part of it that you do not like. But the difference is... My with smile lines. <laughs> I don't like my smile lines. The difference is it is when you have a significant impairment that it affects the way you think and view yourself as a person. And what do mm. I mean by that? For instance, what you just described, that it causes... Um, a way where you feel emotional distress and it uh, interferes with your thinking. You're constantly thinking about it. You're constantly preoccupied about how I look, about how you want to fix that. Mm-hmm. So the, the difference becomes in the fact that you are so preoccupied. Hence, it's much more related to obsessive compulsive disorders. So me, let's say, for example, if I decide to go for breast implants because I've got small boobs or if I want to go for surgery, I don't know, to get a big butt, mm-hmm. is can we call it that? Yes, that's... that's as, wow. It's normal to have a small butt, but mm. in the case of it, it becomes a preoccupation that it affects your normal daily functioning and that you are so preoccupied with it to the degree that it warrants that you want to do a surgery. Mm. Then it warrants for the what we call them BDD. Okay. But what if yeah. you're not preoccupied with it and you just want to go for breast augmentation because you, like a woman who's had children and, you know, you're not overly preoccupied with the fact that now since children your breasts are sagging. Mm. Life is absolutely normal. Emotionally, you're stable. But you just feel that you miss the confidence you had when your breasts were perky. And for you personally, <laughs> you prefer perky breasts. And then you go for surgery. So do we, are we saying that everyone who goes for surgery has this disorder? Not really. That's the point I'm yes, trying to get for to. Me, for me, it's that for as long as those thoughts cause significant impairment that you cannot fully function or do your normal day-to-day things or mm. you're so constantly preoccupied with that to the degree that you get obsessed with it yes. yeah mm-hmm. as what you're saying that you can do that as a matter of probably modifying your body yeah and uh, mm. there's no just s- taking it back to what it was prior children prior, or yes. whatever reason i may want perky breasts yeah. mm. but i'm not obsessed with it per yeah. se mm. if, there, if there's a person like that listening the key significant factor it is when your thoughts uh, are so preoccupied and then it causes an emotional severe distress. Okay. Yeah. That okay. If you can't do that surgery, something feels like it will happen. Mm. So that's uh, the defining that's the factor. Defining factor. So a okay. person that has done like multiple surgeries. I mean, there's a show that I watch on 124. I forgot what it's called. A butchered, bo- a botched. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Botched. And there's people who come there who have done absolutely everything you can think of on this planet to their bodies, 
and from lips to to butts to breasts and breasts again to foreheads to um, cheekbones, cheekbones to to your legs, everything. Can we call that um, dysmorphic? <laughs> it could be because mm. it's a multiple kind of factors, and you realize that with BDD, it does not only happen alone. Mm. You you often find that it's it's coupled with anxiety disorders. You often realize it's coupled with a number of other comorbid disorders that complicate the the issue. Mm. So that what we're dealing with is not only the body or the physical appearance. Sure. Um, so simply is that one is not happy with their physical appearance. Sure. So sure. for as long as that there's that preoccupation, there's that thought uh, that is very difficult to detach from. Mm. It then warrants for that. But at the same time, we must be careful to differentiate between self-love or what we call self-obsession. Okay. People can be obsessed with themselves, but it does not worry that they have BDD. Yeah. It yeah. just, it happens that with people with BDD, the f- core fundamental factor is that they are much more preoccupied with their physical appearance, mm. a particular part of their body. Mm-hmm. Does this affect men and women? Both. Yeah. Um, you may realize that for men is that the modification mostly could be about Muscles or building their up. Their belly, getting uh, rid of their belly. Some may even want to have the belly. Uh, what? As, yeah. Who wants to have a belly? It's symbolic of masculinity. we women yeah. like a belly. No, no, no. I it depends. Remember belly. I always said, <laughs> I like a bit of, I don't, I, I completely, like, I don't like six packs at all. I'm not attracted. Like all the other in, in inverted com, uh, commas, normal women, you yeah. know. But um, a, a bit of a belly, for me, it's like a yay. I, I don't mind a belly. So, but I know there are gents, I mean, some of my guy friends who hate it. Every day they speak about it, you know, like I want to get rid of this belly. Yeah, yeah. Mm, so it's but, not only women. Yes, but going back, the, 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 these obsessions about the, the physical appearance, they make it very difficult for people with a BDD to focus on anything, but to point out any imperfections about their particular kind of bodies. Mm. So and as a result, you realize that they suffer a lot from low self-esteem, um, they avoid social um, situations because they would have to appear mm. uh, in front of people. I was about so, to ask, actually, yeah. what are the extreme cases of BDD and the extreme behaviors of a person who's got BDD? Yeah, it's low so they isolate. Yeah, they self-isolate, low self-esteem, mm-hmm. and they may have problems probably at work, at mm-hmm. school, because there's a sense that that self-isolation excludes them because the preoccupation is about if leroticism with an imperfect nose my whole world is distorted because of how I then perceive myself. Huh. Hmm. All right. So is this a difficult uh, illness? It's actually an uh, illness, right? Yeah, it's a psychiatric um, disorder. That And how is it treated? Um, usually we say that one of the most significant, important treatment modalities is cognitive behavioral therapy, which is much more on recognizing irrational thoughts and changing these negative th- patterns. Mm. So when one goes for therapy, the therapist will challenge the cognitive perceptions of how you view yourself and that appearance and help you with ways and strategies of how you can modify that sense of view of self as negative or that part of yourself that you feel that needs to be modified. Mm. So it's CBT and probably other form of other therapies would be able to assist to get into the core of probably what could have been the factors that lead one to even get to that point where you're not physically happy with your with your mm. with your body. Mm. So mm. therapy will help you to uncover what are the 
underlying psychological factors that have warranted one to describe themselves in that particular way. Mm. We spoke about it most, well, you, it, that the fact that it actually affects men and women. But um, at what age does this actually start? Because I'm thinking of a lot of teenagers that yeah. probably go through the same thing. Research suggests that the most significant age, it's, it's adolescence. Mm. Because that's when you yeah, start to develop yeah, makes your sense. appearance or who you are and how you present yourself and how people perceive you. Mm. As a result, you see young girls being pre- preoccupied, wanting to be Caucasian girls and mm. wanting to look in a particular way. Light skin. Light skin because society mm. really promotes physical appearance that is deemed as probably skinny, yeah. yellow bone, light-skinned, yeah. and Long all hair, the other kind of... Perfect kind brows, of yeah. perfect eyes. But the, the key time that the onset of BDD develops, it is in adolescence. And sure. it affects both men and women, as yeah. you said. And the degree varies over those kind of um, gender differences. I would right. assume that now the rise of social media contributes Definitely. to, you know, making it Without worse for those that... Because yeah. at first it was like, I know print media, print media is always putting all these beautiful women on the covers, mm. print media, print media. Mm. Now social media is just like another monster yeah. on its own. Yeah. yeah, It reinforces actually these patterns of these preoccupations, the obsessions. Because there are certain women that mm. probably girls would want to associate with. Mm. Um, I wish social media had a vetting system for themselves, <laughs> for themselves. right, that yeah. we the user did not know of that you have to answer a few questions and various questions prior to opening, well, during the process of opening an account, so that they can red flag you, you know, oh, and if you show yeah. psychiatric problems, then they, they don't allow you to have a social media account of any kind. Yeah, yeah. but how many people can actually cheat that and lie? Well, Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. True, yeah. True. Anyway, there's our clinical psychologist, Annelise Swana. We're discussing body dysmorphic disorder. Very informative once again, like every other Tuesday. How do we get hold of you again? Uh, Annelise.siswana at yahoo.com and Annelise Swana 1 on okay. Twitter. All right.